Carlos Bocanegra, thank you for joining us. You uh, came through the ranks at UCLA, Chicago Fire, Fulham, then in France with Rennes and Saint-Étienne, Rangers, Racing Santander, Chivas, and now you're a technical director at the MLS. Is that, is that all correct? Have I made any mistakes? Yes, for Atlanta United and the MLS, yes. Atlanta United, that's right. Carlos, you spent... We actually met during your first season at... Uh, Ren, when you had when we had two Americans uh, in in Ligue 1 with you and Charlie Davies at Sosho, and it was a it was a big event at the time. How did you end up coming coming to Ren? Because this was you were someone you were in the U.S. national team. You were playing for Fulham in the Premier League, and it's not something. It was a really strange thing to have a to have an American in in France. Yeah, well, I appreciate uh, you welcoming me to France so much with uh, those comments, uh, Robbie. <laughs> it was, um, it was, yeah, it, it kind of came about. So my contract was coming to an end with with Fulham. Um, you know, was looking to move clubs at, at that point, and uh, some opportunities came up around different countries. And uh, you know, Ren had, had shown uh, some interest, and so you know, I had my agent was starting to speak with them, uh, and. You know, looked a little bit more into the league. They always play good football there. Obviously, the national team is, uh, you know, strong footballing country. So that was, um, you know, never in doubt. And then uh, actually happened uh, to be transferred over there in the summer, and it was a fantastic experience and really enjoyed my time there, not only with Ren but San Etienne and just the country in general. Um, was was really a great life experience for me uh, outside of football as well. In that uh, that Ren team, because we know Ren are into the final again this year, into the the French Cup final. You played in the French Cup final as well against the Derby rivals Gangle. First of all, before we talk about the result, which wasn't necessarily a, a good one for you, well, a mixed emotions that night, I think. But how was that experience for for this Ren side to come to Paris and play in the final? Ah, it was fantastic, you know. Um... Playing at Stade de France, uh, kind of the build-up to, to being in the Cup final. You know, you you dream about playing in the Cup final and and you know playing at the national stadiums, whether it's Wembley or you know uh, Stade de France or, or wherever it is in, in in the country. And so the build-up was just so much fun, and the city was you know buzzing and you know, all the fans, and it was just kind of an electric atmosphere in in the city of Rennes uh, leading up to that game and. When you go on a cup run, it's fun for for the group, right? You know, it's something everybody rallies behind, the club rallies behind. So uh, it was really just a fantastic time uh, around the club for us. Are you you're familiar with the the Ren side still? Do you follow the the results of how they go this season? They had a, again, they had a great European campaign this year that came to a halt against against Arsenal. Have you seen them? And and what do you expect from the final against PSG? Yeah, no, it was it was great to watch them this year. So yeah, I kind of followed them from afar, San Etienne from afar, um, you know, the French league in general uh, from afar. But um, yeah, I actually watched their, I believe it was the return leg. It was it against Betis? Yeah, they yeah they beat right. Yeah, exactly. We had a we had a Concacaf Champions League match in uh, Costa Rica that evening, and so I was watching in my room. Uh, Ren hold on and and it was a great series. That was a fantastic series of goals and open match. But uh, man, they look they look good. So it was an impressive result for them. Unfortunately, they crashed out to to Arsenal. But um, you know, great European run for them. And then 
yeah, I mean, they're going to give uh, PSG everything they can handle in the, in the cup final, especially with, uh, you know, the mixed results at, at PSG right now. That's right. Then then you moved after two seasons there where you had Guy Lecombe and Frédéric Antonetti as your coach at Rennes. And that just for, for new fans, perhaps, of French football. They're, they're two classic 1990s, 2000 coaches in French football that that really no frills. We could sort of consider them old school. How were they? How, how were they as, as coaches to play for? Yeah, great. Um, you know, one of the things that were, was really fantastic for me in my footballing career was my time in France because from all three of my coaches that I had there, Gaultier as well, mm-hmm. at um, I learned so much from all three of them. Uh, you know, on the field, the video sessions, the, the training sessions that they implement from the video, uh, the style of play, the rotation of the midfielders, uh, just tactically. Uh, so it, that was a really great experience uh, for me to be exposed to something different. And, you know, I hadn't really considered that much when I was going to, to play in France mm-hmm. about the different cultures of football and how much uh, I would be potentially learning. Um, but, yeah, it really was a great experience. And, and both those guys, uh, good coaches in their own right. Then the move to Saint-Étienne. Saint-Étienne, the, the huge club. It's also, I get the feeling, a nice meeting for you again with the coach, with Christophe Galtier, because I know you're still in contact with him even today when, you, when you, you're keeping an eye on what happens in French football. But the Saint-Étienne experience is also one of playing in front of that incredible crowd at the, at the, in the cauldron as well as away and that derby against Olympic Lyonnais. Are, that, are they highlight moments for you? Oh, for sure. I mean, um, like I said, I enjoyed my time everywhere in France and got to play European football with, with uh, Ren, mm-hmm. uh, Cup final with Ren, uh, and then Saint Etienne. Yeah, I mean, the storied history of that club, and you know, in the forest, right? Uh, yeah. <laughs> what was it the forty, the 40, district forty-two or forty-two? I can't remember what the uh, not arrondissement because that's in Paris, mm-hmm. but. Um, no, the department, yeah, the department number. Yeah. 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 And uh, in the Rhone Valley, uh, but yeah, playing the, the you know, derby against Lyon, you know, driving into the stadium is the old the old Lyon Stadium out yeah. right there, you know, and you know it's kind of like the old you know Roman ruins leading up to the stadium, <laughs> and it was you know lined by you know horseback you know like, uh, cops on horseback, uh, you know riot police, so to speak, and you're about a hundred yards, you're you're slowly creeping into the stadium on the bus and you know fans with the flares and throwing stuff at the bus it was <laughs> it was pretty cool to, to be a part of um, you know, and you won the, you won as well didn't you didn't you didn't you end some yeah, run yeah. of 16 years we without won, a win think, yeah we, we ended up getting the victory up there um but it was funny you know we're making the drive from saint Etienne over to Lyon, like 45 minutes up the road uh, every bridge you cross, uh, you know, there's like a, a banner or a flag ha- hanging like "Welcome to Hell" or you know, you're <laughs> coming, you're coming in to lose, whatever. I mean, that's probably way worse than that, but I can <laughs> translate it perfectly in in French. But um, it was pretty cool to see that, like, literally every single overpass yeah. leading up or, or bridge leading up to to the stadium for 45 minutes had just a banner, kind of, you know, uh, all about the Darby. That was awesome. The and, and another point which I've I've been debating whether to whether to bring it up because I know it's quite a, that it's not something that you like to talk about too much. I think if memory serves me correctly, weren't you voted Ligue 1 sexiest player as well a couple of times at Rennes? <laughs> <laughs> uh, and it, well, I wasn't voting. I just stressed that right from the start. I didn't, didn't 
didn't think that that would come up in the podcast here. Uh, yeah, that was great. Hey, you know what? You, you take any titles you can get, right? <laughs> That's it. That's it. Um, with with uh, Saint-Étienne and with Christophe Galtier, um, were you already sort of thinking, and with your other coaches as well, were you also thinking about maybe a life after a player, after your, your post-playing career? Because I remember you, you came up to Paris with your time to commentate football matches with me. We'd commentate Champions League football together. You also you already had an idea, perhaps, of, of after football, didn't you? Yeah, I always wanted to stay in football uh, in some capacity, whether it was with the commentating or analyst or coaching uh, the professional levels or or the youth ranks um just being in a high performance environment day to day and you know for me I, i've been very fortunate to uh, i went to a top school in ucla in, mm-hmm. in america and then was able to play uh in the usa play for the national team um and get all those experiences with the world cup and traveling around to different countries and seeing different cultures and different ways of football and then playing in different countries uh, as well so I wanted to be able to give back here. Uh, we're still growing the league in America. Um, you know, it's going strength uh, from strength to strength. But uh, football gave me everything, so I wanted to uh, to give back, but do it in a in a high performance environment as well. So, um, you know, now uh, fortunate to be working for for Atlanta United in my role as technical director, and um, you know, trying to use all my experiences that I got not only in France but uh, around the world and just throughout my career. That your role as as technical director, and I know you're you're a busy man, and you have to go soon. You won the league last year in just your second year. Uh, you created this club, or well, you were one of the driving forces between building this club up from from nothing as well. You were there from the from the very start. How? Why did you think you could do this, and how has the experience been to to go straight to the very top of the tree? Yeah, so it has been a really unique and uh, exciting experience. So. Uh, in America, which is obviously a bit different than, than around the, the the world, we're able to, you know, we have expansion franchises. Like mm-hmm. I said, the league is growing, so we're, we're putting teams into place to have our top division that's only been around about 22 years. Um, so, you know, I got, I was the second employee hired, um, and, you know, it was one of my tasks to start to build out, you know, the scouting department, build out the recruitment, uh, build out the, the academy, build out, um, really the operations department. Uh, now, look, I had a lot of help with that, but we were able to put together a team around um, around ourselves that, um, you know, had different strengths and we had checks and balances. So it was fascinating. Um, I got to learn a lot about the marketing side, the business side, the commercial ticket sales, um, just being able to be a part of all those meetings from, from the beginning um, really expanded my horizons and, and opened my eyes to how a football club works behind the scenes. Uh, and, and like I said, I, I think one of the most interesting parts for me was seeing the business side, which you don't really get, get involved with too much as a player for sure. But mm-hmm. uh, even on, you know, in my role now, I'm not really involved in that too much on the day to day. I get the high level updates, but uh, I got to kind of be in the trenches, so to speak, and, and see how everything was built out uh, for the entire club. So mm-hmm. that was just a unique experience that, um, you know, again, it was eye-opening, but I got to learn so much. So uh, it's been great. And, yeah, you know, we were fortunate enough to win the league in our, our second year, and, and now we're trying to keep it going. Um, you know, everybody trying to trying to chop us down, and, and that's the competition, but this is what we wanted, and that's what I wanted to be in a high-performance environment, like I said, every day. So, uh, 
yeah, it's, it's been a great experience. We, we talk about that, don't we? Like it's one thing to get to the top and then it's another thing to stay there as well. That's the same for, well, you're seeing that even more real terms now this season. Yeah, yeah. So, you know, at the beginning of the year, we had a little bit of a rocky start, um, but everybody's coming to get you. It's everybody's cup final when they play you. Um, you know, one of the cool things is that we just got recognized uh, as having the 10th highest attendance average in the world of football uh, here in Atlanta. So, you know, when teams come into our stadium, you know, they're getting 55,000 people screaming at them and it's a great atmosphere. And you know, like I said, the cup final, then it's just, you know, it's a race. The, the whole level is raised, the atmosphere, the intensity, and everybody wants to knock us off. Uh, so we have to raise our game even more. Um, but then you can appreciate, you, you know, Real Madrid winning three Champions Leagues in a row. Um, you know, you appreciate the dynasty of New England Patriots, uh, even though it pains me to say that because our owner uh, is the <laughs> Atlanta Falcons as well. But just these guys, you know, the Ronaldo's, the Messi's, the the Tom Brady's that can stay on top of their game for so long at such a, at such a high level, uh, the mental strength and you know just being persistent at being the best, uh, it doesn't come easy. And I'll, I'll tell you what, it, again, I've been able to appreciate that more uh, about all these other athletes and franchises that are able to s- sustain greatness um, at such a high level for so long. Uh, more on the mental side of things than anything else what one last question then just before we let you go what was in a uh, put you on the spot here a highlight of your your time in france whether it was a goal whether it was a moment a, a meeting what what for you or or even you know a, a theme or something what what stands out what do you remember most from your time in french football a player you played with because i know you played with some excellent players as well in in your time in france yeah so outside of you hammering me that Americans don't belong in um, the the French league, <laughs> um, you know, a, re- a funny one really is just the bread. I love the bakeries there, yeah. and that like I will never forget the food and and the bread um, that that I had every time we traveled, just eating locally. So that was kind of an off the field thing. But, yeah. Yeah, um, I think we all, we can all relate to that. The bread in France is just an incredible thing. You're absolutely right. No, it's fantastic. It's fantastic. <laughs> but, you know, the cup final was an excellent experience, even though it didn't go our way. Just all the flags and the passion for, for both supporters groups, to be honest. Yeah. Um, that was a really, really cool experience. And just, just for our listeners as well, you, you did score a, a trademark header because you were very good in the air. Bruno Cheru, I think, was the man that delivered the free kick. Yeah, yeah, I think you're right. Yeah, but we lost. Yeah, yeah. But, um, you know, regardless, like I said, the lead-up, even when we came home, we lost, and, you know, they had filled the square uh, and ran the the city center with all the fans to welcome us home, even though we lost. And um, it was just, that was a really cool experience to, like I said, in European football, to to go to a cup final and experience that as an American. Uh, That was was really cool. Uh, And then, you know, playing in, in the shoulder and playing in the Le- the, the Derby with Leo and Saint Etienne, um, uh, all the history with all that stuff. So, uh, lots of good experiences, but I guess those would would stand out, uh, especially right now. Good stuff. Thank you, Carlos. I'll be in touch uh, soon when I have some more questions for you. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Andre. Good stuff. Ciao.